Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Root Cause Radio with me and my girl, Anya. I'm so excited today. We have an epic topic, what your doctor should have told you about birth control. Anya, are you excited like I am? So excited. And this has been such a high demand topic. I feel like every single week I'm getting more and more women who are asking me about birth control, wanting to really understand it, and finally are getting the answers and the explanations that they should have gotten 10 plus years ago. So let's start with what the heck is going on with birth control? What does it do? What does it not do? Because let's be real, people are just given a pill for an ill, blindly given it, given no information on what it does, what it doesn't do. So let's dive into Anya. Yeah, so I mean, simply put, birth control is supposed to prevent pregnancy. Right. So um, what it does is is two things. So usually it either prevents ovulation or prevents the sperm from being able to fertilize the egg. Um, and, you know, the other effects that it exerts aren't necessarily the intended use of birth control, but often birth control is prescribed to treat other sort of hormonal related ailments such as acne um, you know, irregular cycles and whatnot. Right. And there are very much different types or forms of birth control, y'all. So there is, of course, a pill form of birth control. They have monophasic or um, biphasic. So it might change with the level of um, estrogens or progestins that you're given throughout the month. Um, and then, of course, there are hormonal birth controls, non-hormonal birth controls, and then different types of like fertility awareness method. But today we're going to start specifically talking about these hormonal birth controls. So we're going to focus on those side effects what they do, what they don't do. Exactly. So with, horm- oh, I can go ahead. So with hormonal birth control, again, it's it's really working to prevent pregnancy and ovulation. Um, you know, they contain synthetic hormones, usually estrogens, and sometimes they also will have progestins, which are the synthetic version of progesterone. Um, so they're similar to progesterone in their effect, but they have a different structure. So they do act differently in the body. And that's, I think, a misconception is people think that a progesterone or a progestin are the same and they don't. So if we look at the differences for a progesterone versus progestin and what it does in your body, like progesterone actually helps to stimulate hair growth. It actually has anti-androgen effects and progestins don't do that. And then of course we talk about progesterone being good for our mood and our sleep and progestins don't do that. So they're very much different in the body. And the confusing thing is some people don't even know like what is even in their birth controls. They're not told that. So the key thing is there are so many different birth controls on the market nowadays. There are progestin onlys, aka mini pills. There are combination formulas with estrogens or progestins, even estrogen only pills, but they all work the same way to basically shut down production of estrogen in your own ovaries to, of course, stabilize or take over your menstrual cycle. So that's the first thing I wanted to clear up is people think that birth control regulates their menstrual cycle and it doesn't. It takes over itself. Yeah, exactly. And so by taking over, it can, you know, um, create this sort of like fake cycle, right? Especially mm-hmm. if you're taking a, um, a hormonal birth control pill that has like a, a week of, you know, sugar pills, which basically has this sort of withdrawal bleed. Um, and a lot of women 
think that that is actually a period, but it's not. It's just a bleed. It's not an actual natural um, menstruation. Exactly. And I'm not demonizing anybody for choosing birth control. I want people to be aware and educated on what birth control is for and what it does in the body and the side effects of it. So if you're taking birth control because you don't want to have a baby, that's the right way to take birth control. But if you have painful, heavy periods, irregular periods, no periods, uh, that's a case to where, you know, we probably should figure out what is going on? What is causing your periods to be irregular, to be painful? Because the peel, all it's going to do is it's going to mask or quote unquote band-aid that hormonal issue. We want to actually find that underlying hormonal issue versus just suppressing your own hormones and just band-aiding it. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why when a lot of women come off of birth control, they start to have these, these symptoms, which, you know, has now been kind of coined post-birth control syndrome. But really, that's just those issues or imbalances were likely there all along, but right. the pill had been masking it. And yes, I, I think we should have started by saying that right from the get go that we are not anti birth control. We are pro birth control education and informed choice when it comes to it. Amen. Amen. So other little things, little clear up tips we need to make on hormonal birth control. Many times people say, quote unquote, Hormonal birth control is completely safe. I do want to say there's a lot of safety studies, but there is there is not enough education on the other side effects of birth control as well. Um, birth control definitely can increase your risk of clotting. It can increase your risk of anxiety and depression, cause heightened intestinal permeability, aka leaky gut, um, cause hair loss, acne. So some things, of course, are not quote unquote unsafe. But if we look at potential for leaky gut leading down into gut imbalances, we take a look at blood clotting. Yeah, those things are not necessarily always safe. So I do want people to know that. And then when it comes down to birth control, I also want to clear up the fact that some people are tying birth control to quote unquote solving their PCOS. And again, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome is a complex diagnosis of basically three criteria. We can go into that later, but Again, birth control is not going to actually cure or solve or fix your PCOS. It's only going to suppress your own production of your hormones in turn taking over. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, the, the word safe is, I think it can, it can mean a lot of things, right? So is birth control going to, to cause death? I mean, if there's a blood clotting issue, it, it can, yeah. But there are so many other negative side effects that it can come with um, that I find are often really dismissed. And, and you mentioned a lot of them. I think another one that didn't really come up is, is the effect that hormonal birth control has on your thyroid and how that can lead to hypothyroidism or even the development um, of autoimmune hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, which I see very, very often in my practice. I would say that's one of the most key triggers that I see also with the development of autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's. Unfortunately, birth control is one of those things that can cause that to be a trigger. There's so many things. Anya, we're going to dive into all the different side effects, but mm -hmm. let's go into it. So the first one I wanted to bring up is that it does increase what's called sex hormone binding globulin. So what I find is a lot of people on birth control develop low testosterone. And when you have that low testosterone, you have low motivation, 
low mood or mood swings, loss of muscle mass, inability to gain muscle mass, and low libido, of course. And let's be real, that's not fun as a woman. So that's one thing I see, I see a lot of times. And then another one I wanted to strategically point out are the nutrient depletions that happen with birth control. So birth control does decrease, of course, the nutrients that you actually absorb. So typically that's B vitamins, zinc, magnesium, there's a couple others like vitamin C and vitamin E um, and selenium as well. But for the most part, if you are on birth control, you need to make sure that you check your nutrient status because sometimes you can be low in a specific nutrient that you need to then potentially, of course, make your hormones by yourself in the future. And that's one extra thing, just pinpointing it out, that people make a mistake on when it comes to coming off birth control is they never replete those nutrients. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if you can't afford micronutrient testing, if you're on horm the hormonal birth control pill, I definitely recommend taking a good multivitamin, taking some magnesium in addition to that. And like you mentioned, selenium, it's a mineral. It's really important for your thyroid function. Um, it's really actually hard to get from food. One of the few sources are Brazil nuts or um, bison also is a really good source of selenium as well. Oh, I freaking love Brazil nuts. They're such an excellent little nut with a powerful amount of selenium. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I take one every day, just like a supplement. So what other side effects do we want to reel off on you? Yeah. I think let's dive more into the effect on, um, gut health. So like you mentioned, yes. it can, it can, um, lead to, you know, that increase in intestinal permeability. So this is, you know, another word for leaky gut. Um, which basically means that, you know, if you think of our, our gut or the, our intestinal lining as a gate and it's supposed to keep the bad stuff in so that we can excrete it and let the good stuff out, when those gates junctions are weakened, um, that can lead to us releasing these sort of toxins that we were supposed to excrete back into the body. Um, and that's, you know, a commonly sort of induced effect from from hormonal birth control. And that could lead to not only gut issues, but many like extra intestinal issues that might seem unrelated, like acne or brain fog. Yeah. And then talk about the increased risk of yeast infections and candida too, that we see on birth control as well. Unfortunately, that's another thing that can happen within the gut. Um, and unfortunately too, if you become nutrient deficient and you lose your micronutrients, especially things like zinc or your minerals, then you can have low stomach acid. And then that's going to lead to more nutrient deficiencies and the potential for not being able to combat other pathogens, whether that's bacterial, viral, parasitic, and then boom, you got a recipe of the storm for a disaster for a downstream of bad gut issues. Yeah. Stomach acid. We want stomach acid. We, you know, I feel like we are, we, there's this kind of misconception around stomach acid that it's an issue, but we not only need it to act as that protective barrier against pathogens, but also just to properly digest our food, especially protein. Um, so oftentimes when I see women who are on hormonal birth control and are dealing with a lot of bloating, um, you know, we'll do some digging and, 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 and find that they have low stomach acid and we need to kind of replete that not only to keep their, um, keep a healthy balance between the good and bad flora, but to help them just properly digest their food, get those amino acids and resolve their bloating. Yep. And one more thing I wanted to bring up is taking hormonal birth control can actually increase your risk of developing inflammatory bowel disease, IBD. So that could be mm -hmm. Crohn's disease. That could be ulcerative colitis. I 100% personally believe that has to do because of the heightened intestinal permeability, plus the immune response that it can trigger autoimmune 
issues and autoimmune diseases. But that's one more one more extra thing to keep in mind. Absolutely. And also in the on the top of gut health is a huge problem I do see is a link between constipation and hormonal birth control. Oh, and there are a few reasons why. Um, but one of the main reasons is that hormonal birth control indirectly can affect gut motility or the the rate at which food is moving through your GI tract. And one of the main reasons why that happens is by its effect on the thyroid. Not our friends there. I have constantly seen time and time again, clients coming to me on birth control and they have constipation and they have bloating. And then ultimately we decide or they decide and I give them a nudge to come off birth control. And we work on the, of course, the findings, what we found on the GI map. We work on how they're eating, what they're eating, but they feel 10 times better. And that's because birth control can be so damaging on your gut. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you have GI issues and you feel like you've tried everything and you're still on hormonal birth control, that might be a good sign that you should maybe consider some alternative non-hormonal options um, for your birth control. And also don't want to skip over the fact that birth control is not too uh, friendly to your liver all the time. So that can uh, slow natural de liver detoxification. For some people that can impact uh, bile excretion. So some people do develop a little bit of liver disease. But for the most part, I would just say you have a little bit of a less sluggish, like more sluggish liver detoxification sometimes when you are on, on hormonal birth control. So if you do take it, please do have some shape or form of just gentle, gentle liver support. One of my favorites, uh, Douglas Labs makes a formula called Ultra Liver Support. That's great. Or you can include some good natural liver detoxification rich foods, dandelion, leafy greens, beets, cruciferous vegetables, lots of good healthy sources of variety in your protein. Just an extra thing to keep in mind. Yeah, and maybe also think about other potential things that you could be doing or consuming that are adding extra burden to your liver, like drinking a lot of alcohol, taking other over-the-counter medications as well. Um, and another thing too that that I think is interesting, again, there, there are so many different um, effects from the hormonal birth control, but the change in the, your brain chemistry and specifically changes in attraction. There are very interesting studies that show that you know when women are taking hormonal birth control, they're attracted to a more feminine type of partner, which I think is really interested uh, or interesting that it could actually change the way that you view and are attracted to other people. So it's showing it's really affecting your entire system, including your brain. It's very fascinating. It really is. And I hate the, you guys are going to hate this. The side effect of the shrinkage of your clitoral tissue as well can happen too. So not fun either for you ladies for your, you know, day-to-day -day life. Um, so there's so many things I can do. And I think the key thing is we are never told this, right? I've never gone into a doc, um, an OBGYN office and they never said, Hey, guess what? You might have changes in your attraction <laughs> or anything like that. And it's just so sad that that's not the case. Never, never. And let me also say something too, is that if you are on hormonal birth control and you feel good, because I do have a lot of people like that, and I actually was like that myself, I still would be hyper aware of these potential side effects and make sure that you're doing proper testing and just keep, keep keeping them in your radar. Because like we mentioned, hormonal birth control is band-aiding, right? Mm -hmm. So you could be still having these sort of issues and not really aware of it. 
um, until, you know, they start to rear its ugly head in, in a really difficult way. So just stay on top of it. Make sure you're getting your labs done. Make sure that you are, like we mentioned, taking a multivitamin, like repleting nutrients, supporting your liver, all of those things while you're on hormonal birth control pill regardless. Yeah. And we're going to do a whole nother podcast episode, y'all, on coming off of hormonal birth control too. That way you guys have that as a go-to resource. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also, um, when it comes down to taking hormonal birth control, that actually can impact your adrenal status too. Taking birth control can increase what's called cortisol binding protein or cortisol binding globulin. And it also increases, actually increases the amount of free cortisol that you have. So you have a lot of cortisol that's being outputted, which is, you know, cortisol is a fight or flight hormone. It's actually supposed to be anti-inflammatory, but if you have a lot of cortisol that's being pumped out and then your body's binding it, then long-term, sometimes that can cause, um, adaptation and causing dysregulation, adrenal fatigue in the future as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that becomes, Oh, even a, a much longer process and a lot of lifestyle changes to unwind that that sort of effect. So that's a big one. <laughs> that's that's not a fun scenario. That's for sure. I've had yeah. my own sh- fair share of cortisol issues, and that's not anything anybody wants to deal with when you feel like a stressed out pigeon and then a completely like dead pigeon. No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Any other side effects you wanted to go over, Anya? I think those are the main ones for hormonal birth control. Um, so maybe we could switch to chat a little bit about the non-hormonal birth control. Okay. I'm going to list one more out, and I see this time and time again. Um, d- depending on the type of birth birth control that you take, some people develop a lot of mood swings, anxiety, and depression. So just be aware, some people are super sensitive to different types of birth control or different, um, like the combinations of them. So that's something to keep in mind. It can alter your brain chemistry, yes, on the fact of attraction, but also your ability to regulate your own emotions. And then also, I know a lot of people go on birth control too for helping with their acne. And of course, the reason why that quote unquote helps is because you're getting, you're completely no longer having fluctuations in your hormones and you're shunting your own production. So sometimes in that case, it actually does help, but there are some birth controls like Slend that are actually androgenic, meaning that if you have acne and you could have a little bit of androgenic acne, high testosterone or testosterone sensitivity acne, taking that birth control actually might make your acne worse. So just another thing I wanted to bring up because I do know a lot of women go on birth control to help support their acne. Sometimes, of course, one, you're not addressing the root cause. Is that really because of your hormones or is it because of your gut, your stress, what you're putting on your skin, what you're eating, nutrient status, you name it. But sometimes going birth control can make it worse. Yes. And I'm also so happy, again, you brought up the mental health aspect because I've had a lot of clients who have felt like their hormonal birth control triggered depression or anxiety for them, yeah. express that to their doctor and their doctor's kind of dismissed them and said, no, it's, it can't be your birth control. You should maybe consider going on an SSRI or anti-anxiety medication. It definitely can be your, your hormonal birth control. So that could mean, again, maybe you want to switch to a different kind, or maybe you want to consider other options. Or maybe you want to consider firing your doctor. Sorry. <laughs> it always makes yeah. me so angry because it happens all the time. They're like, oh, you have a symptom for this. Let me just give you another medication. And I'm like, no. I know. I know. It's so unfortunate. But, you know, I, it's, the reason why I try and give them the benefit of the, da- of the doubt is that that is just their toolkit. That is, right. you know, the way that they have been taught and trained 
to help their patients is through prescriptions Mm -hmm. and procedures, right? And so they've been educated a lot on the benefits of hormonal birth control, but the side effects, not so much. Yeah. So I'm glad we're here teaching the masses. (laughs) So, um, Definitely wanted to mention a little bit about, so we talked majorly about the the side effects of the pills, um, but also I did want to pinpoint like the marina just to make sure people know. Um, So the marina is basically a hormonal IUD and they say that this one doesn't actually impact ovulation. Some people it does. So ovulation is of course when that follicle ruptures and then you have the egg that's going to travel into the uterus and then going to secrete progesterone. But anyways, they say the marina does not impact ovulation, but I did want to point out I have seen it impact ovulation and suppress ovulation. And I do see the marina be the biggest for the side effects of actually weight gain happening on it and then most um, months after it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think I feel like that's such a big misconception that because, you know, it's it's accreting that amount, that progestin within the uterus that that doesn't have a systemic effect also, but it absolutely can. Um, and likely does. There are some women that do still ovulate on the marina, but I find with with at least all my, pretty much all my clients that that we that the woman is not ovulating while on it, and the research supports that too. That a larger percentage actually do not. Yeah, it's that might be my second least favorite, but my most least favorite is definitely the depot shot, <laughs> which if anybody doesn't know what the depot shot is, basically just a birth control shot that you get every three months. And it is a progestin that's um, basically inserted in you. And it sounds like a cool thing. You don't have to take a pill on a daily basis, but that is the one that I see most cause a lot of mood regulations and the weight gain. So just if any, if you ever have questions, I mean, my book covers a lot of the different types of birth control, um, as well as the side effects, but I'm also a big fan. If nobody knows Dr. Jolene Brighton, she is the queen. So she also has a free guide on her website as well. Yeah. She's great for all things birth control as well. And I, I'm yet to see anyone who's gone the injections, but I will say that like with most things, but especially when it comes to your hormones, the quick fix is often the the most problematic one, right? Yeah. So, you know, we could talk about fertility awareness method and things like that, but often to to regulate your hormones in a healthy way requires some more effort on your part. So let's talk about the options for non-hormonal birth control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I just mentioned, fertility awareness method is huge, and that basically involves Um, you know, monitoring different signs and symptoms to understand when you are ovulating and learn your patterns around ovulation and then abstain from intercourse around that time. Um, Some other non-hormonal birth control options would be condoms. I feel like this is the most well-known, but, you know, the barrier method is a very, um, it's, it's effective. It just requires consistency, proper use, and Also with condoms, you just want to make sure that you are using one that will help or that will not be harmful for your vaginal health environment. Um, There are spermicides. There's also the copper IUD, which is becoming increasingly popular. Um, There's also the pullout or withdrawal method. Um, There are sterilization options um, or sterilization options. Are there anything else that? No, I mean, other than. I mean, no, you did a fantastic job other than hysterectomy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was great. But let's go over. I want to definitely pinpoint out the side effects of the copper IUD because a lot of people don't know about that. So the copper IUD, you guys should know, yes, you're putting copper inside your body. So you can potentially develop copper toxicity and with that zinc deficiency. But this is the biggest pinpoint of it. I see a lot of women, not every woman, so I don't want to, you know, put a blanket statement on all, but I see a lot of painful, heavy, irregular periods on the copper IUD. As much as I love it because it's a non-hormonal option and your body can regulate its own menstrual cycle, you can develop that heaviness even if estrogen looks good. Yeah. So if you already are having painful, heavy periods, the copper IUD is likely not a good fit for you because it'll make it even worse. Um, and you know, something to consider too, if you are on hormone on the copper IUD and you are experiencing that is that there's a lot of research around vitamin E and the use of that around, um, helping with those copper IUD induced painful, heavy periods as well. Um, and then another thing too, to consider is that, you know, there is a risk with copper IUDs of, um, it breaking or, or getting like, um, or, or the risk of expulsion is a big thing too, oh my to God. consider. I'm going to share this horrific story that I read on Reddit because I'm a Reddit person. And apparently during, you know, having fun together, the copper IUD stabbed the man and he had to go to the ER. Oh, God. Isn't that the most tragic thing? <laughs> how does that, I, I want to know how that even happens, but like, <sighs> I mean, the, the messed up part of me is like, well, it's interesting to see the man this time be the one <laughs> negatively <laughs> affected by birth control. It's always the woman that bears that burden. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Any other side effects too? Let's see. Uh, the spermicides, definitely you got to be very careful because you can develop an imbalance in your vaginal flora. So maybe yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis, UTIs, um, vaginal discomfort, irritation, things to keep in mind with that. Um, yeah. Let's see, what else? What other side effects do we want to talk about? Well, I think with the copper ID, again, with copper toxicity, we also want to think about zinc um, because copper and zinc play are, are kind of like imbalanced with one another. So when copper is increased or becomes too high, that can deplete zinc because um, they compete for binding. So that's something to consider as well. So keep a close eye on zinc if you're on the copper ID. A thousand percent. That's why I always recommend nutrient testing yearly anyways in your body, mm-hmm. regardless of who you are or what birth control or what not birth control you do, nutrient testing on a yearly basis is really important. Yes, absolutely. And zinc is one that's, that is relatively reliable to test in the blood. Yeah. I love it. So fertility awareness method might be my favorite non-hormonal birth control. It's the hardest one to keep track of because then you got to look at your cervical mucus, the cervic positioning, the temperature tracking, and it's not always accurate, right? It requires taking your blood temperature on a daily basis. You can't like skip it. So that one's my favorite, but it's not easy to do. Anya, what's your favorite non-hormonal? I agree. I'm a huge fan of um, FAM. Again, that's fertility awareness method. Um, I find, so for example, for myself personally, it was very, very hard to remember to keep taking my basal body temperature first thing when I wake up. Um, I think that's the most difficult part. So that's why I really do like, I have an aura ring and I wear it pretty much solely for the fact that it takes my BBT automatically and it syncs with natural cycles, which is what I use for, for, um, fertility tracking when I have a lot of clients do as well. So that is 
a really nice hack if you are doing fam and struggling with that aspect. I love that. And another app that, I mean, it's not the same as like the Aura and all that, but it recently came out and it's called the Anito Fertility Monitor. It's actually like cleared for FDA use and it has mm-hmm. estrogen, progesterone, LH, FSH, actually a great thing to look at. So you can really see not only where your basal body temperature is going, but like what are those actual hormones at on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. And that, you know, I have one of my closest friends use that to help her get pregnant. Um, so it can go both ways, both for preventing and getting pregnant. So that's a really nice option as well. And, you know, just a little bit more on famine and why I love him, why I think you do too, is not necessarily because it is a, a birth control method, which it can be, but because it's all about tuning into your body and listening and understanding and working with it rather than trying to shut things down or, you know, trying to suppress certain things. It's, it's really allowing your body's natural, um, you know, healing and regulatory ability to take over than like manufacturing it. Now let's confirm birth control is not necessarily a bad thing to take if you're taking it for the right reason. But it's about understanding the side effects and understanding what it does and what it doesn't do that we want to make sure that you guys understand. Absolutely. And, you know, don't be afraid if you have concerns about any of what we talked about to voice them to your doctor. And a doctor should be able to have this conversation with you and address your concerns without dismissing them. I think it's really important. Um, And again, it doesn't mean that you have to come off of hormonal birth control or or the copper ID or whatever you're using just because there are negative side effects because, you know, there are side effects to most things and something like fertility awareness method. It's not the best fit for everyone because it does require diligence in tracking. um, And it does also require having regular cycles. I think that's huge because some women, they don't always ovulate at the same time every month. Um, so, you know, a lot of fam is, um, is, is just not a good fit for those sort of people um, who just like can't rely on regular ovulation and diligent tracking. Or that people are prone to anxiety in which you would be anxious that you're pregnant almost every day. Yeah, yeah. And if if the thought of being pregnant and the anxiety around that outweighs the negative or the possible effects of other birth control options, that's important to consider too. Again, your mental well-being is ultimately like one of the most important parts of overall health. Yeah, I completely agree. You guys, this was a fun episode. I love getting to talk about birth control, the side effects. I wish I could like go into every single OBGYN and just like place, you know, my book on the table or something. I wish that too, or at least go into all the health ed classes that we had in like fifth, sixth, seventh grade and just like do like this little 30 minute lecture so (laughs) that women can just know before they hop on the pill once they, you know, as soon as they get their period. I don't even think we were given a lecture. I think we were given like a pamphlet and then told, okay, read it in your own time. (laughs) Yeah. I think we were given like this, like American girl doll picture book um, and then like a, a, packet of super tampons and that was pretty much it (laughs) that's amazing yeah 
Amazing. Well, you guys, um, in regards to what your specific birth control may do, I definitely recommend if you are on some shape or form of hormonal birth control, look into what type it is, look into the specific side effects, um, just so you know how your cycles change, what that is truly doing in your body. But overall, I think this was a good recap. Yes, for sure. And if you want to learn more about some of these things that we talked about, Definitely I would check out Lacey's book because she has a great chapter all about um, birth control as well that goes into it with a little more detail. Yeah. Thanks, Anya. Love it. Of course. So we'll be back, you guys, when it comes down to what to do if you are wanting to come off of birth control so you don't walk into what Anya said was, quote, unquote, post-birth control syndrome. So we will be back with that. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to message us. You know, let us know what you want to learn about. And then you can also, if you're on Spotify, you can actually, like, in the Q&A, you can go in there, you can message us and ask us questions, and we can always talk about those when we are doing our podcasts. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Okay, you guys, all of our information, if you want to reach out to us, Instagram, email, website, will be in the description. And hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye.